0: Are you ready? Are you ready?
1: Hola, Americanos. Greetings and salutations from the Loftus Party. It is the fastest hour-long radio show on the Internet. The best radio show on the Internet that money can buy. (laughs) And yet we're giving
0: it away for free.
1: That's right. That was hence the little laugh. That other voice you heard was my good friend Andrew Apple uh, broadcasting live. From uh, Los Angeles, California. No, you're in Chicago today.
0: I I am. I'm in Chicago. A very dear friend is getting married, and uh, I am here to eat way too much.
1: That's fantastic. And then uh, broadcasting from her uh, freedom bunker in Georgia is the one and only Stacey Lennox.
2: Good morning, Michael, and I love being in the Freedom Bunker.
1: The, I the Freedom Bunker is awesome. I hope one day to visit the Breedum. the 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 Breedum the, Breedom, the Breedom I did
2: that too. Four kids. Anyway,
1: there you go.
2: <laughs> the Freedom Bunker, the Freedom Bunker,
1: and the Breedham Bunker are uh, connected by a little tunnel. <laughs> there you
2: go. You, go. you can, you well, can sneak yeah. out
1: of some freedom and get into some breedum.
2: Well, the big news on Breitbart this week was that conservatives have better sex.
1: Well, I, I didn't read the article, but I'm hoping that you did. This will be this will be topic one here on the Loftus Party uh, Show. Why do conservatives have better sex?
2: Actually, it's that we like right wing people are more likely to be sexually satisfied. So overall. Um, but just 66% of left-wing Brits complained to have a satisfactory uh, sex life. This was significantly less than the 73 who consider themselves both very right-wing and sexually satisfied and the 70% who consider themselves right-wing and satisfied. So apparently maybe we pick better partners.
1: Well, see, here's where I think they say that they have better sex, and that, and it's just people claiming to be sexually satisfied. So I'm not going to put a lot of uh, weight. Into this study, I hope it's I hope it's true. I, I want to think that freedom loving people are just getting their groove on and getting funky and cranking up some Al Green and having at it like a couple of animals all the time. However, when you hear that like they're very satisfied, that goes to a very like church lady place. You know, twice a year, my wife and I we touch genitals and we copulate when we feel frisky, and I'm very satisfied. You're
2: a great church lady. <laughs>
1: In that special? I miss the church lady. Where is the church lady? So hopefully. That was when true. SNL
2: was good.
1: Church lady was great. And unfortunately, that's, the, the, uh, that's what most people think of when they think of the Republican Party. They think of church lady. Uh, we got to take it from church lady to uh, um,
2: gotta- Megan <laughs> Kelly in that vest.
1: Woohoo! <laughs> Woohoo! You always know when to bring up the Megan Kelly in the vest. Okay. <laughs> so uh, kudos for conservatives for having better sex. That's great. We had a big, big week in the news. So much going on, uh, and and this morning, my goodness, uh, we're, we're recording the show. It is September 11th, a horrible day. I, I don't know. I have so many mixed emotions. Like I'm, I'm incredibly angry one second, then I'm incredibly sad, and then I'm patriotic to beat the. It's. I I can't imagine, and I'm in New York now, and so many people, this, oh my lord, I met a dude who was at ground zero that day, NYPD guy, so many funerals, so many friends lost, I, I don't, I don't even know what to think,
2: I don't even know what to think. I just remember being pulled into a conference room after the first plane hit and being sent home after the second one hit. And then um, I had graduated from grad school in that May, and a lot of folks had gone to work down in the Amex building in both of the towers. So um, it was not a good couple of days.
1: Yeah. Horrible. Horrible stuff. Uh, everybody remembers where they were. Just bleh. And it's hard to have fun. I feel guilty even trying to have a good time today but even though you know the world keeps on spinning I do, I'm never gonna forget who can forget September 11th for crying out loud however uh, we got to continue on because big stuff is happening Hillary I'm watching Fox News and MSNBC this morning here in New York and uh, Hillary Hillary's health has now become an issue that that girl straight up passed out. She straight up pat- – she was out on her feet. It was like watching a boxer. Have you guys seen the video?
2: Yes, I have. I've seen a couple of different videos and um, definitely disconcerting. To say the very least. Well, I mean here's the thing. I, I know there's a lot of people out there who have a lot of emotion around various political figures and everything else. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of ugly, quite frankly, and and – some of the, the exchanges that have gone on this morning and, you know, this woman is very ill and I, I just really think somebody needs to come clean about it.
1: Yeah. 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 They're really doing a lot to – I mean I'm in New York. I've been outside. Mm-hmm. It's not that hot.
2: It's not that they're, hard. It they're happens. going, oh, she's, oh,
1: heat. It was the heat. It was the heat. No, there is no way this was about the heat. And then they're like, oh, her shoes. Girl was wearing flats. And it's really disturbing because she's, it's like a boxer. She's out on her feet. She's just like, that post is st- is standing her up. Somebody needs to find out what's going on. Uh, I don't, I, I, listen, I want, <laughs> I want Hillary to make it. Cause I want those Donald Trumps Hillary debates. Like, what happens if Hillary is too sick to continue? Do they just bump up Tim Kaine and then he picks somebody else? Like, what? What do you do?
2: You know, I know there was talk when people were surmising that maybe Trump was going to abandon the race that um, on the RNC side, it's actually 168 delegates that get together and nominate someone new. I'm not sure what happens on the Dem side. The DNC nominating someone else who's willing to serve.
0: Cough, cough, Biden, cough, cough. There
1: you go. That's what I was just about to say. Do you think it's gonna be Uncle Joe Biden stepping in? Oh, now it's dear. now it's really. Can you imagine? Can oh, you imagine Joe guess? Biden and Donald Trump teeing off on a debate? It would be my fantastic. God. It would it be, would be, the be most fantastic.
2: filled three hours you ever watched?
1: Well, I I don't know. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully Donald Trump. Uh, he just did that thing with Matt Lauer, right? The uh, NBC. S- military generals on parade what do they even call that thing the what commander was the
0: commander forum. in chief forum
1: when did they start doing this the commander this, in chief forum this year well this i think it's i think it's an incredible waste of time what a waste of time yeah
2: well i think it was kind of the warm up before they put them together on the same stage um there's a lot of speculation about what that's going to look like but i was kind of busy Uh, the day of the forum. So I deliberately avoided reading anything about it and chose to watch it myself. And I honestly just don't. Get the heartburn that was going on over Lauer. I mean, he asked Hillary specifics about her emails. He asked her specifics on her foreign policy. I don't think her answers were bad. I mean, she was very specific about Middle Eastern policy. I'm not going to vote for the woman, but I'm not going to sit here and trash her either, just because, you know. And he asked Donald Trump about the things that people have, you know, brought up about him, about his temperament and, and other things. I just, I don't see where he was uneven, unfair to one more fair to the other. I, I, I just, I don't see it. But I don't believe that Donald Trump personally has a detailed militaristic plan for defeating ISIS. I think he wants to put a team together to do that, which would be the right approach. I think he ought to just own that, that he doesn't exactly know what the plan is yet. But much like Clinton did, say, I'm not, you know, give, give us the overview. Don't tell us when, don't tell us where, because that's Obama's mistake. He always says what we're going to do and gives our enemies advance notice, which I think is deliberate. But, you know, Hillary said, I'm not going to commit ground troops. The people over in the Middle East in these countries are going to have to, you know, step up to the plate. We will give air support. You know, you can give those kind of generalities and you're not really giving a ton away.
1: I think he well, needs that, that that whole that whole thing is a joke. I'm so tired of that answer. I, I really it's just so boring. A coalition of ground forces that are high, we're not going to have our ground forces there. We're going to do air support, blah 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 blah. That's the same thing that hasn't worked for a kajillion years. And yep. yeah, I know that Donald Trump doesn't have a secret plan, but I love that he says that he does. That's such a negotiation tool, you know? It's like, I'm going to get my generals together, we're going to have a big uh, meeting, and I'm going to let my generals tell me their plan, and if I don't like it, I'm going to use my secret plan. Do you seriously have a secret plan? Sure. You bet. <laughs> and it's a secret, and I'm not allowed to tell you. It's perfect.
2: I don't know. I, I He I has personally... a secret plan
1: like I have a bionic arm. But he's got to yeah, maintain kind of that he my... does.
2: My perspective on it it's just like just say you've got these very capable military people
1: no you, know you got with the secret plan you got a secret plan i just i think it's silly oh it is it's incredibly silly but i love that he that he plays through that's what i love about the guy he plays through sure i got a secret plan you bet can you tell me about the secret plan no i can't it's a secret plan hey so what are your thoughts on hillary's earpiece I thought it was a whole bunch of hooey. It looks like she she just had really shiny ears that day. But everybody's like, oh, that's an earpiece, Hillary's earpiece. Um,
2: well, it wasn't everybody. It was actually Alex Jones at InfoWars that started it. And back in 1997, um, she started actually wearing hearing aids um, periodically. And almost everybody wears an earpiece when they're on TV in that type of setting, including the moderators. So that was actually pretty well debunked within about 24 hours. But here – Eric Trump, Eric, sweetie, don't tweet InfoWars. Please don't do that anymore.
1: That's just ridiculous. Hey, sometimes you have to. Sometimes you have to. Everybody's talking about Hillary's health, Hillary's health. And then the mainstream media is like, can we let it go? Can we just let it go? And then the passes out before my very eyes. Something's going on.
2: There's a lot of right-minded press available online that is a lot more reputable And in-depth and info. That's just, just don't do that. Even people on the right are like, no, don't do that.
1: Well, hey, sometimes (laughs) Infowars is right about stuff. Right. But you can't control it. You can't control what other people are doing. So you just have to be like, hey, look, there goes Eric Trump quoting Infowars. Yee. And then just kind of cross your fingers and close your eyes and bravely soldier on. (laughs) That's
2: pretty much like, really, did that just happen? But yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. So. Uh, what else do we got going? Here's the uh, some great news that I found out this week, and I didn't know it, and I thought this would be a much bigger story. I had to tweet about it uh, th- this morning. People keep doing this. Donald Trump made fun of a disabled reporter. Donald Trump made fun of a disabled re- reporter. And I found this website that has systematically gone back, and they show all these YouTube clips of this character that Donald Trump has called the flustered guy. That's what I'm calling it, the flustered guy. Are you familiar with this, Stacy?
2: Um actually, I I saw that in passing, but I didn't I didn't go to the site.
1: It's awesome. Everybody has that that image in their head where like Donald Trump makes fun of a disabled reporter and Trump's hand is up in the air and it's all bent up and he's making this goofy face and then he does it ag- he's been doing this character for years. So he was not making fun of that New York Times reporter. Donald Trump has a character bit very similar to Jerry Lewis when Jerry Lewis would go lady wow wow wow. It's very similar to that. I love that Donald Trump has a bit.
0: Although t- to be fair, I'm not sure that I want to see Jerry Lewis run for president.
1: Oh, I I tell you what. If the, but I if mean, the race to, no hold on, if the race today were between Hillary Clinton and Jerry Lewis. I really think I might vote for Hillary. I really do.
2: No, no. I would vote for Jerry Lewis.
1: You yeah. would vote for Jerry Lewis? He'd have a lozenge in his mouth <laughs> for I'm every state of the union. I it. think the economy's doing well. We're growing at 4%. Well, well, infrastructure, lady. And then, it, well, it's sad that we don't have Dean Martin because that's that's who you'd want for vice president. I would want if it if it was a Lewis Martin ticket I would definitely do it. <laughs> I would it be no There you go. Well, Dean, we got a problem with the Ukraine and whoa well, with Russia and Vladimir Putin. Oh, that's the other thing. That's the other thing that was so great. Sometimes life is just beautiful and you have to celebrate it at that um military, what, what was the NBC thing with Matt Lauer the called?
0: Commander it, in Chief Forum.
1: The Commander in Chief. They need a new name for that. That one is not catchy. Donald Trump takes a whole bunch of heat for being like, yeah, I would love it if uh, Putin was my friend. Yeah, I think it'd be great if we could work together. I think we have a common enemy. And everybody's
0: like, wow, guy. No, hold on, hold on. That, that, that's not what Whoa. he got flack for. That's not what he got flack. He got flack for saying, if Putin says nice things about me, I'm going to say nice things about him. Yeah. That's not how it has to work. No, we it's not how it has nice to You no, should never say nice things
2: it, about the guy who annexed Crimea. Exactly.
1: It's, it's, yeah, you should never say something nice about the guy. That's wonderful. Way to dig in. You're going to catch a lot of flies with that vinegar. You don't have to say something nice about him. But what what is the problem with working with Vladimir Putin? Because I seem to remember like two days after Donald Trump said that, John Kerry was over there sucking Vladimir Putin's dick, talking about, oh, we're going to work together.
2: No, th- obviously we have to have diplomacy with Russia, but yeah. like, don't show up on Vladimir Putin's uh, state-run media in the United States called RT. That's just bad. Don't do that, and don't have your surrogates praising Julian Assange. We don't. Why want- is it
1: bad? Why is it bad to praise Julian Assange?
2: When he was 16, he hack- ha- hacked NASA and the Department of Defense, and he tends to take his instructions from Russia, who is not our friend. We have to have a oh, diplomatic relationship with Wait
1: them. a minute. Wait a minute. He takes instructions from Vladimir Putin?
2: Well, the studies have
0: shown that everything he's leaked in America has had a direct correlation with something that Russia has wanted to happen politically.
1: So what's Kerry doing with Vladimir Putin? What was he doing over there?
2: That's what they call – they're talking about what action to take in Syria. Now, th- th- that really doesn't mean anything. They were talking about a Syrian ceasefire that will last for like an hour. Um, yeah. You know, it, on the anniversary of 9-11, I will say this. In his immediate comments after the event, uh, George Bush said, we will find the faceless cowards that did this and we will punish them. Um, America isn't viewed that way in the world anymore and I kind of really miss it.
1: Oh, I do too. I miss. I it. do too. Listen, and I'm so glad you brought this up, Stacy, because, um, like, I don't like Obama. I really don't. I think he's no. been a lousy president. However, when China doesn't roll out the red carpet for him, I get really pissed off.
2: Ooh, I I'm get- like, I'm
1: like you're not allowed to do that. That's my president, you sons of bitches. So, so you are not allowed to do that crap. We, we, we and should, then when, go we should ahead. just
0: clarify really quickly what happened. So President Obama makes a diplomatic trip to China. And when the Air Force One lands, the Chinese are supposed to have a set of stairs come up to the exit so that he can walk right down. China decided that they weren't going to provide him with stairs. So he had to exit through the the same place where the luggage exits. Okay. On and
2: here's what he should have done gone to the pilot and said, take off. Yep. We're not doing this. Absolutely. No I am not gonna sit here and get spanked for the second time by the Chinese. He got sat with the wives once. I mean, you just watch this and you're like, where and you know, Andrew, I'm older than you by I'm probably old enough to be your mother almost. But um You know, you you think of the America I had when I was a kid with Ronald Reagan, with Bush one, even with Bill Clinton. Okay, I don't have any terrible dislike of what happened during the Clinton presidency. You know, from a foreign policy perspective, Um, we still had that kind of respect and and through most of W. We had respect and and normal diplomatic relations and, and things that are considered to be just routine like showing respect to the leader of another country that you have diplomatic relationships. yeah and they have you're done
1: you see pictures of every other diplomat they get the red carpet rolled up to their plane i'm i'm totally with stacy on this one if i'm like obama and the and those fucking nasty ass old stairs roll up i go to whoever's flying air force one and i'm like we're leaving we are leaving Just floor it, dude. We're gone. And then when douchebag von douchebag from the the Philippines (laughs) called Obama like the son of a whore. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I would love to see them do that shit to Donald Trump. Because I tell you what, he would have landed Air Force One and he would have opened up the door and he would have been like, come here. Hey, come here. Say that shit to my face. Say it to my face and then the next morning there would have been warships parked right offshore like let's go let's go if i'm when, let's tussle
2: when you look at what's happening in and around the philippines and in the south china sea with the chinese making very aggressive moves to take over philippine fishing waters why are you going to piss off the president of the United States who is ostensibly one of the only ones in your corner?
1: Oh, I'd be doing flybys. I'd have the blue angels buzzing that son of bitches. bitch's – he would never sleep. I'd be like, oh, I'm a son of a whore? Check out what my friends can do. I would launch all kinds of scary shit at that dude.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, it, to me, it's just – what, did you really just cut off your nose to spite your face? I, yeah. <laughs> seriously? How That's far a, do you think I'm going to move for you now? Probably yeah. not at all.
1: And then it was so sad how, like, Obama went back the next day. He's like, it's okay. It's all right. It's like, dude, have a backbone.
0: No, he, he, he did not go back. They, they canceled everything else that they were supposed to do for the rest of that trip.
2: Oh, did they? Yeah, they I canceled it. I thought he it. went back. No, no, they canceled it. I thought no, he went back it. the
0: next day. No, they, they, um, they canceled it.
2: He ended up in Laos saying we were all lazy.
1: Right? 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 Like, what are you doing, guy?
2: Like, he's on the doing? America Apology Tour.
1: Still, I Still. thought that thing was over. He's like, he's like uh, an old rock group. Like they they, they <laughs> say that they they say tour. the tour is over. They're like, it's our farewell tour, and then they come back a couple years later. It's our super farewell tour.
2: It's the last farewell tour we're gonna do.
1: Yes, this is your last, last chance.
2: This little, like, you know, Miss America wave to the world that he's doing has me really comfortable that he's probably not going to end up as the head honcho at the UN. There's a lot of people who don't like him who have a big vote and all that.
1: Yeah, I don't know where he's going to go. Anything can happen with the U.N. Whenever yeah. you hear about, like, like whoever is in charge of human rights, it's like Iran or some shit. They're oh, in charge right of human rights, and you're like, okay, it's a joke. It's an official joke now.
2: Well, and the only one that ever gets chastised for violating human rights is Israel.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're, they, they always get in trouble. They, they always are, get in yeah. trouble. Because Lord knows they are the bad guys of the Middle East. That was super sarcastic, everybody. Don't even, like, stop typing your emails. Please stop.
2: I answer the hate mail.
1: I am in the basket of deplorables. How bad do you think that hurt, old Hillary Clinton? The basket of deplorables.
0: Okay, so, and again, to, to clarify, basically what she said was that half of Donald Trump's voters were in this, quote, basket of deplorables.
1: That's right. That's what she said. So I'm in a basket of deplorables.
2: Only if you're in you, that half. I,
1: I, you know what? I'm, I'm in the bad half, I guess.
2: <laughs> you're in the bad half? Yeah. Yeah, I, again, that was one of the things that I saw were her comments politically stupid in terms of pissing off a portion of the electorate that were not going to vote for her anyway. Absolutely. What it does to independents, I don't know. It depends on where they were leaning. Um, but again, I just— like the level of outrage that comes with everything in political discourse at this point in this country is just it's really tiring no really wait a tiring. minute you don't think that was a horrible statement uh, you know i don't I've think spent that, that was last, bad I've spent, I've spent the last nine years as a as a political activist on social media and in other places and if i disagreed with a policy that Barack Obama was supporting or an executive order he issued, I was already a racist just because I didn't disagree with him poli- or because I disagreed with him politically. Excuse me. I said, so this language. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really kind of over it. I know I'm not a racist. I know I'm not a xenophobe. I would be hard pressed to be a misogynist. Um, so say whatever you want. Uh, you know, if, if we all took this stuff all the time to heart then we probably would have been silenced by now, I would suppose.
1: But now you can't be above the fray. You can't be above the fray now. When she does when she says something as deliciously stupid uh, that that rings of half of Trump supporters are in a basket of deplorables. When someone says something that stupid, you got to celebrate it for a little bit. Now you're going to be like, oh, I'm above this. That
2: sounds very Bill Crystal X esque. It's not not that I'm above it because. I'm not above a lot of things, but I look at back at Romney's 40%, 7%. Exactly. I, didn't all, I didn't exactly. All up about that. How much
1: mileage did they get out of that? How much I, mileage did they get out of how, that?
2: And then I look back to how, how much did it hurt Barack Obama? You know, talking about in 12 people clinging to their religion and guns. Guess what guys? He won. I mean, this, this, it, like the sound bite, and the resultant outrage. Those
1: are those are apples and oranges, though. Really.
2: Well, not the uh, the Obama comment. Guns. <laughs> well, maybe, mean,
1: they maybe they should have. Maybe they should have supported their candidate more.
2: I did. I went and pulled the lever.
1: I sure did. I tell you what, I saw something very scary on uh, Sean Hannity the other night. He had a uh, Reince Priebus on, and I guess uh, they're saying that <clears throat> Trump needs like 94 percent. Uh, support of republican voters to win and right now he's getting like 80 but i guess trump is polling higher with latinos than mitt romney did higher with uh african americans than minr ro- he's he's higher than mitt romney in all of the little uh subcategories the only category the, the category he needs is registered republicans or republican voters right now he's getting like 80% of them he needs like 90 so uh when Sean Hannity gets all pissed off at dudes like Bill Crystal, and I tell you what, I'm getting pissed off at dudes like Bill Crystal. That dude is boring. It 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 will be, and I I've, I've really held off on saying this, but it will be those people, those uh those we're too good for any of this, blah blah blah, that will hand Hillary Clinton the White House. And the facts and the math will back that up.
2: I, I look at it this way. And I have for months now. I would love to see an electoral map with four colors on it. Um, I'm well, not going to tell I anybody would love else. It. I
1: would love it if it was Christmas tomorrow, and that and that but, there was free candy on my doorstep. But do you want Captain Aleppo to be in the White House? Do you no. want? That? What a horrible moment that was. <laughs> I cringed for that dude.
2: Oh, he should have stopped smoking pot sooner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know what? I, first of all, and li- listen, in defense of Gary Johnson on this one, that was horrible the way – did you see just the way they all had their arms folded and they knew exactly what was going to be uh, – what was going to happen? And why didn't they say what would you do about Syria? Why didn't they say what are you going to do what about you do ISIS? About the
2: chemical attack in Syria probably would have been – Exactly. But
1: like yeah. what are you going to do about Aleppo? I'm like what are you going to do – what happened – Aleppo? What, I, I was right there with them. Aleppo? <laughs> And, and so like, it was yes. probably
2: 90% of the world that was making fun of him. That's the capital. It's, the, cap-
1: it's the capital city of – oh, oh. And I was right there with him too and he's yeah. like, oh, OK. I got gotcha. you. Oh, right. Syria. I mean- what am I going to do about Syria?
0: But guys, how yeah. many times can we be surprised by this? I mean all of these shows are infotainment at best and they're looking for those moments. It's the same reason that Matt Lauer hosted the Commander-in-Chief Forum instead of someone – Else exactly at NBC. Yeah. Well I tell you here's <laughs> he's here's a
2: morning show guy. He's not even a the, commentator.
0: Here's
1: the problem with with shows like this is that they need to be open and honest and say they they need some kind of like rating or some kind of chiron that goes across the bottom. This is not news, this is opinion. God bless it's him. Actually, say, say whatever you gonna. will about Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly takes a lot of heat, but I catch him all the time saying, hey, this isn't a news program. This is an opinion program, and I'm giving my opinion. And the and- same thing with Sean Hannity. But I tell you what, Morning Joe looks eerily like news, and they never they never remind the, their audiences like, hey, these are just our opinions.
2: I I think because of the 24-hour news cycle and the need for places like MSNBC and CNN and Fox to populate their their you know 24 hours with talent, if you will, I think I think the person who actually came out and was the most 100% honest about it was actually Rush Limbaugh. He said, "Guys, look, I'm not measured. I'm not on political outcomes. I'm measured on media outcomes. Don't like it. Don't listen." (laughs) yeah i mean he was that he was that refreshingly honest but what i would actually love to do is take cheryl atkinson and james rosen and major garrett at cbs and maybe even brett bear and like clone them (laughs) because those people can actually present things that are well investigated well well researched and when you when they're talking you don't know what they think about it you just know what happened I, I'm,
1: I tell help. you what, I'm I'm longing for those days. I'm longing for those days of just straight up news. And it's not difficult. It's not the, I mean, I'm, I'm not, listen, Cheryl Atkinson is a friend of mine. And I'm not saying what she does is easy. However, um, it's it's not difficult in terms of who, what, when, where, and why. You know, like and the, how. The, the basics uh, of reporting. This event happened on this day. Uh, by you know, this person was involved, and this person was seen there as well. It's it's not that difficult.
2: No, and and I just think you know because now we have a significant portion of the population that was brought up in the twenty four hour news cycle. I was not. Um, CNN was. Uh, innovation when it first came on the air. Um, People don't differentiate. I mean, I'm sitting there listening to old Today Show coverage, and Andrea Mitchell was actually capable of it. Oh, she she is? She was reporting on what was going on at the White House, what intelligence sources were saying, when things happened. I mean, she was being very factual with no political bent to her whatsoever. I listened to her today, and I want to bang my head into the desk.
1: Oh, my gosh. Did you see the photograph I think it was on Hillary. I know it was on Hillary's plane where Hillary was going to start taking questions again. It had been like, oh like God. almost a year since this chick had a press conference. Then she's gonna uh, she's gonna answer some questions from the press corps on her plane, and you've got Andrea Mitchell and a bunch of like sycophants all just like sitting up in their seats like little puppies with their eyes were bright and they had these big smiles like we get to talk to Hillary yeah, and ask there were her
2: looks of love
1: there. And ask her, asking her such hard-hitting questions of, like, how do you like your new plane? Like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? It was beyond a joke. And then again, they did it today. Everybody's going to act like like Hillary Clinton passed out before our very eyes. She gets carried into a waiting van. Uh, she goes to uh, Chelsea's apartment for two hours. God knows what injections she got to wake her ass up out of that. Then she comes out of the apartment and, and mysteriously, some little girl breaks through the crowd and runs up to Hillary to give her a hug. And it was like, wow, could this have been more staged? Are you seriously? And, and the pictures of it, are, they're just like shoving it down your throat on CNN and MSNBC. And you're like, really? Are you guys fucking Pravda now? What the hell?
2: Well, I actually have stopped watching all news on television. I actually read. So when I see something has happened, I go out and I look for the original video or um, the original thing that happened or like I did with the, the commander-in-chief, oh, terrible title, town hall. Um, I wait and then I watch it after the fact because my perspective of most of the mainstream media – and this really goes boils down to any number – of, of outlets that are now online across the spectrum. Um, it's sound bites. It's propaganda. You know, the whole Matt Lauer thing, I think, was ridiculous. And faux outrage. There was a commander-in-chief. We got some answers from these people. Wasn't grossly unfair or biased in either direction. And move on. I mean, that was like 24 hours of just tearing this guy apart for nothing. <laughs> well,
0: I'm just <laughs> yeah. going to say what we're all implying is that the mainstream media... It exists for its own sake at this point. These 24-hour cable news networks are about making profits. And if you go back and you look at the history of it, we got here because of baby jessica in the well and the oj simpson trial and Mm -hmm. these crazy ratings that meant that these networks could charge crazy high advertising fees and okay
2: my mom needs to turn off the podcast right now speaking of oj when i was trying on my final fitting for my wedding dress the oj verdict was announced my mother ran out to listen to it on the radio (laughs) 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 sorry mom well,
1: I would just like to uh, present this as like Exhibit A, and uh, and I'm going to blame the government for this one. Uh, I guess a million years ago, in order to get your license from the FCC to be a broadcaster, you had to allot so much time for news, mm-hmm. like back in the early, like the 1950s and the early 60s. Yes. And at some point, they stopped doing that, and that's when... That's when your evening news went to half an hour, and it was uh, it was supposed to be, I think – and this is horrible. I, I really wish I had the facts to back this up because it is like – it's like talking about Bigfoot or some shit or the Loch Ness Monster because I think it used to work where you had to have an hour for news and no commercials and there weren't ratings. You just had to have uh, the news, and somehow we got away from that, and I think that's a uh, a bad, bad thing.
0: I have really bad news for you, Michael. You just turned into an Aaron Sorkin character. Jeff Daniels had the same rant on the first episode of The Newsroom. How do you feel about this?
1: I feel pretty good about it. Uh, You know, Aaron Sorkin, God bless Aaron Sorkin, uh, he is an amusing fellow, and occasionally he will uh, accidentally write good television. (laughs) However, he, he definitely has, like, the things that he loves to do the most. There's a great video on YouTube of all the Aaron Sorkin tropes, and it's just like the greatest hits of all these characters from all the different shows that he've he's written and they all do the same thing and they all behave the same way. He definitely has a, a like a box of tricks that he goes to a little too often.
0: Yeah, the video is called Sorkinisms.
1: Yeah, Sorkinisms. Go check that out.
2: But I and mean, like think-
1: Aaron Sorkin, I used to enjoy drugs. Uh <laughs> I never tried to get him through the Burbank <laughs> Airport. But uh, I think Sorkin and I have a lot to talk about.
0: Can we just say God bless the Burbank Airport? For anyone who's had to fly through Los Angeles International, you know how wonderful the Burbank Airport really is.
1: The Bob Hope Airport in Burbank is a thing of glory that should just be lifted up and celebrated. I love, love, love that airport.
2: It's like Midway in Chicago, too. If you've ever had to fly through O'Hare... You know how awesome Midway is.
0: I'm doing it later today. Good man.
1: Anywhere Good anywhere man. you can go into the like the old timey there's a great little airport in Long Beach, too. Mm-hmm. That's a great little airport, easy to get around and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, and this is great. I'm gonna use this as a segue. Uh for the old timey stuff and air travel. This week, this last week, we celebrated fifty years of Star Trek. Fifty years of Star Trek.
2: I was actually reading an article and I think we put it on the website. Um, When you look at the technology that was considered science fiction in the original Star Trek and you look at the things we actually have now, we're like there. It's crazy. Ex- it's crazy with like virtual reality and the holodeck or whatever it was called with the with the weapons they use. We actually have that stuff.
1: Well, I tell you what, communicators uh, and flip yep. phones—they're right there. Yep. Every uh, every little office on the original Star Trek. I'm talking about Bill Shatner and uh, and DeForest Kelly. That that old timey one. Mm-hmm. They all had little computers and computer monitors. Mm-hmm. And there's a company right now. I guess there's a contest whoever can invent the tricorder, you know, and it has to do you have to be able to hold it over the patient and has to get like uh, their blood pressure and their pulse and their temperature and like the basics. But we're close to having a tricorder.
2: I think it's oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, it, it actually is amazing when they did the comparison. There was like 20 different things they called out.
0: Michael, where is my Star Trek phaser? That's what I want to know. I want my phaser gun. Where we is have,
2: it? We, uh,
1: listen, we have video of me on the television show on the flip side talking mm-hmm. about that. I can't wait for phasers. That will be so great. Just stunning people. <laughs> It'll
2: be great. Stunning people from a distance because right now you got to get real close to do it. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> a phaser is way better than a taser.
1: <laughs> and and l- let there be no mistake, uh, Star Trek is communism, right? That is straight up communism. That they don't have money and everybody just does what they want to do and that's the fellow man, blah, blah, blah. I think the future is going to look a lot more like Star Wars. I think
2: libertarian.
1: Yes, yes. Libertarians, conservatives, we understand that it's going to be a lot more like Star Wars uh, as where the communists love, but I I love me the Star Trek. I love it, love it, love it. I'm a science fiction geek. God
2: bless that show. I'm, I'm still looking really forward to Rogue One. Oh, Rogue One's gonna be awesome! Yeah, I, I got I got great hopes, and oh, they're bringing back. So you had Star Trek, then you had Star Trek: The Next Generation. Um, and I'm sorry, I do like me some Jean Luc Picard.
1: Make it so, know. make and it. And now so.
2: we're gonna have a new crew in 2017.
1: And and when you said this, Stacey, that like you grew up in the time of uh, you know CNN, and and like I'm thinking. There has always been a Star Trek on in my life. I have never I have never existed in a world without Star Trek.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like you're getting a new one.
0: Although it you are going to have to pay for it unfortunately. CBS is only putting it on their all access streaming platform that you have to pay 6 bucks a month for.
1: Oh CBS. Oh CBS. Oh, I I've will tried. talk to I will talk to Les Moonvez and I'll try to make some changes there.
2: Are you Ye- kidding? I just downloaded me the Netflix on my phone. I am one hundred percent hooked on Netflix at this point. I will okay. continue to pay for that forever.
1: Here's what you gotta do, uh Stacy Lennox. Start watching a little show called Daredevil. It's okay. fantastic.
2: Yeah, anybody is- who has Netflix res- recommendations please at Fire, stacy lennox on facebook give them to me because i i just i'm amazed by the netflix no commercials it's it's
1: really good stuff and here's the great thing uh going back to star trek with the communicators those communicators would never blow up like a galaxy phone does the phone blows up stacy it blows up it's it's something i'm keeping my iphone 6 (laughs) i'm (laughs) <laughs> I have – I have, and this goes right with the Netflix thing. I have the giant uh, iPhone 6, this the 6 Plus or whatever. Yep. Man, oh, man. That's great. You watch the Netflix on that. You get on the YouTubes. Uh, you watch stuff. I love my 6. I'm not going to get the 7. The 7 can suck my iPhone 6. <laughs> the 7 looks horrible.
2: Well, I mean just the fact that – what are they calling them? Are they still calling them earbuds? No,
0: no. They- they're called AirPods.
2: Oh, AirPods. Yeah, that would last in my life. I've already told you guys about my keys. I have to have a Bluetooth attached to my keys. How long do you think I'd have those things?
1: Are these the wireless the wireless yes. earbuds where you have to have like, you have to pl- plug in a dongle into your phone and then that'll broadcast to the earbuds that are
2: I'm just like half the size of your my- pinky
1: finger? Those things are gone in 30 seconds. 30 seconds, you're going to lose them.
2: For me, they give you a nice little case like I would ever put them in the case. I mean ridiculous.
1: And I hate the new earbuds. Remember when the earbuds actually used to fit in your ear and they had that squishy mm-hmm. stuff in them and it would, they yep. would fit in there snugly? Once they decided to make those big hard ones, those things never fit in, right? That's a huge no. swing and a miss for the iPhone 7.
2: But, you and know, no I've headphone tried, jack. Swing I've and a miss to go to an Android and I can't
0: uh, I love my Android. I-, I I will defend Android here to you, Stacy. Android is a wonderful platform that has more customization than iPhone could shake a stick that at. That was
2: the problem. That was the problem. I didn't do seventy percent of it. <laughs> what do you do much? on
1: on your Android that's so great?
0: Uh, I've got multiple phone numbers that can come through there. I can change the settings. I can make sure that. Uh, certain apps don't have access to things like my contacts and my location that iPhone doesn't give you access to. That's what I'm all about. Ooh.
2: Well, I mean, the iPhone doesn't give access to my personal location ever. Uh, I shut are you off. sure? Are I'm you very sure? sure? Yeah, there's a back door to get in there and do that. I've had an iPhone long enough that I know how to do it.
1: Hello. There's a back door if you know how to get in there and do that. yeah, you, you just, gotta, that's,
2: I got the inside track to Apple, too, so.
1: All right, Andrew, what, what
0: games can you play on your uh, Android? Well, what games can't you play on your Android? That's the main question. Although the one that I'm <laughs> in love with right now, I got two. Uh, the first uh, is Two Dots. That That's my main addictive one. It's like Tetris with dots. And, yeah. And then you got uh, Angry Birds Pop. It's uh, just like the old uh, Puzzle Bobble that you played in the arcade, but it, you got Angry Birds there, too.
1: Okay. Okay. I'm I'm still playing this game called Clash Royale.
0: Ah, okay.
1: And I'm playing the Galaxy Legends, and I'm also playing the Pokemon Go. Although I my love affair, so- my love affair with Pokemon Go, that one's that one's come to an end.
2: I am so boring.
1: What are you playing?
2: Solitaire. Really? <laughs> Swear to
1: God. Really?
2: <laughs> really.
1: I think this is all part of your I don't watch TV, I read thing. You gotta, you gotta get in there. You gotta mix the, it up.
2: And and I use the solitaire like Valium. Like I sit there and play it before I go to sleep at night. It puts me to sleep. Now, <laughs> do you
1: have to win a game before you can go to bed? Because that's how I am. Yeah. If I'm doing solitaire. I I have to I have to win before I can let go.
2: I got real into the Angry Birds for a while because my kids did. But now I find the longer or the older my kids are, and the more they're away from the house, so I don't see what they're into, the less I get into new stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well you better you better jump in you better get in because it's all changing so fast. Andrew, you were saying that YouTube is now demonetizing websites? Or yeah. They're demonetizing their sites?
0: So th- this is taken on the hashtag YouTube party is over. And apparently this has been happening for a while, but it only recently came to light. But there were videos that were getting blacklisted by YouTube for not being advertiser friendly. So they wouldn't put any monetization on it. And what this has turned into is essentially a form of censorship. Because if the videos aren't self sustaining and people can't make money off of them, then eventually they're not going to be able to be made with the same consistency, with the same quality, and eventually they're going to go away. That's what people are afraid of. So you have political speech like the Young Turks. They're losing their monetization left and right, and people are really scared.
1: Now, why, oh, why, oh, why would they slam the Young Turks? we don't know are are they considering it propaganda
0: so and that's what people are really frustrated about because they aren't being consistent like sometimes saying oh well it's overly sexual content but then you see a channel like smosh who has uh, a man pretending to be a woman wearing nothing but a bra and underwear that's still monetized and then you'll see uh MSNBC or CNN's channels, they won't lose monetization when they have political speech, but then independent channels like the Young Turks or Philip DeFranco are losing it, and it's not quite clear what the terms are. So what people are afraid of is that there's no consistency and it's going to be used as a punishment.
2: Well, but I mean, just let's look at the Young Turks for a second. Just pulled, pulled them up on my phone. They have 3,064,927 subscribers. Their normal videos get well over a hundred thousand views. Um, some up to two and three and five hundred. How is this not advertiser friendly? If this many eyeballs are going onto a video with an ad in it, how is that not friendly to any ad advertiser? Well, it, it, it's like what was is happening. Somebody.
0: It was like what was happening with Ryan Lochte or Colin Kaepernick. They're afraid that their business can be hurt if they're associated with that level of speech. And YouTube is so. Mad massive that they can't have a person looking over every video they have bots that look at the keywords and the hashtags and listen to the audio and it's automated so that's the reason why people are upset because uh, just because you have the views doesn't mean that people necessarily want to be associated with the topic
1: boy oh boy that's really really dangerous i don't like that at all I don't like that at all.
2: They're owned by Google, the people that, you know, reordered Hillary searches during the primaries. I'm not really shocked.
0: Hillary Clinton cookie recipe.
2: (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Hillary Clinton health
1: care. We can't do it. We can't do it. We got to stop them. There's so much with there's so much we have to do. I almost said there's so much work to be done, but then I remembered my Hillary Clinton thing.
2: She said that.
1: Would she in said the, it again in
2: the commander-in-chief form, and as I'm watching, I'm like, "Oh my God, Michael would hate this."
1: There's so much work to be done. We've got Rise a lot and of work shine. That do.
0: I think we can all agree. Let's stick with "With great power comes great responsibility." Can we all get behind that one?
1: We all can. With great power uh, comes great responsibility, and the other one that I love is "Who is watching the watchers?" These are troubling times. And I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out a segue here. I really wanted to rail on Bill Crystal today. That guy, that boring, boring, bo- like what is up with that guy, Stacy? What's up with Bill Crystal? Defend that tired old son of a gun.
2: I don't know. I, I you gotta understand. I read everything from the Re- Weekly Standard, good conservative blog, Heat Street, everywhere. Pro Trump, anti Trump, pro Hillary, anti Hillary. I read it all. I, I, I don't want to sit here and defend any particular point of view. Like I said earlier, I'm not going to well, tell anybody else. Yes, about- give me an
1: educated guess because even like a dude like Mark Levin, right? Yeah. Mark Levin, very, very anti-Trump. He did the math last week. He's mm-hmm. like, you know what? I think I'm going to have to vote for Donald <laughs> Trump. Because and then he the he ban- idea of a Hillary presidency is just too bad.
2: Well- and then he banned Rance Previous from a show. Because he was such a rabid Trump supporter. I mean, the, the, the like cognitive dissonance and everything else right now is just immense. And I, I'm not going to sit here and defend this person versus that one. There's a lot of what I consider to be very smart people, okay, very smart people, to include Ann Coulter. She's brilliant, okay, to include Bill Crystal, very smart dude, who are disagreeing. I'm sorry they have to have all their disagreements in public now, and I find some of it quite embarrassing, um, but that's the world we live in.
1: Well, it goes back to this. It goes back to this where the Republican candidate needs the support of 90% of his party. Mm-hmm. He's at 80 and you still have people like Bill Kristol, uh, actively, actively campaigning against Donald Trump. So they must think that Hillary Clinton is the better way to go. Right? I mean, yeah. what other, conclu- what okay. What other conclusion can you reach?
0: Stacey, let, let me pose the question to you this way. How much power does Bill Crystal lose in a Trump presidency?
2: I think, again, a lot of this has more to do with how visible individual opinions are. I mean, I'm not going to have anybody demand I tell them exactly what I'm going to do in the booth on November 8th. I may change my mind when I walk in there. I I I mean it, it like just the level of discourse and I, I I it's embarrassing it's embarrassing
1: Nah I'm fine with it I think it's awesome Whoever you vote for in private exactly that's private I'm all for that I'm just like what is up like if bill like and i'm totally down with this if the national review doesn't want to endorse a candidate they don't have to mm-hmm. they're they're a private little group they're they're a, a crazy little magazine and if they have a rich a rich rich history of being a uh, blue blood jack offs well then they should continue in that fine history but why would you continue like if you want to step out of it if you want to step out of it and be above the fray that's fine you're going to take the high road Go enjoy the high road. So why are you actively, I see this guy on Twitter all the time, and I'm like, this is douchebaggery at its highest level. So then that leads me to believe that maybe this dude knows something I don't know. Maybe it's not that bad. Or maybe he's on the take. Maybe he profits from a a much, much bigger government. I I don't know. But it's just really, it's a real head scratcher. Like, why why are you doing this?
2: You go back to the Sean Hannity's, the Laura Ingram's, people on the left, they all profit from people being really pissed off, too. I mean, Anger, Inc. has been conservative talk radio for the last eight 50 years. Fifty years. Yeah. I mean, if, if you listen to a lot of old talk radio, people are really, really angry, and they were really, really angry with Democrats, and then they stayed really, really angry with Democrats, and then in the last... Two years, all of a sudden, they got really, really mad at establishment Republicans, whatever that means. So, I, I mean, it's just again, it, it, there's a money making empire there. A lot of people and do you
1: do do you think they're being do you think, they're being, do you think they're being angry for the sake of being angry?
2: Well, when I look back, again, it goes back to your your thing about. Tell me what's actually going on. Go search how many talk radio hosts on the conservative side of the House used the House not defunding Planned Parenthood as a reason to be mad at people like Paul Bryan, okay? You can't defund Planned Parenthood in the House. You can't do that in a budget. It's an entitlement. It's an entitlement problem within Medicaid, okay? Medicaid would require all new legislation that we all know Obama is not going to assault. Okay, okay, design. all right, but, that's
1: one issue. That's one issue, I, and I'm, it's a very good point.
2: I'm using it as an example. They ginned up so much anger around that after the Planned Parenthood videos, okay, but they didn't tell people the truth about how that actually happened. So, yeah, I think I think there's definitely some play there.
1: I also I also think that there's a lot of anger from when like when Bush was running things and mm-hmm. there was the, the Republicans were in the Congress and the House and we mm-hmm. they spent money like madmen. Yes, they went they completely nuts, so bonkers. And I love that 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 angry people rose up and said, this is bullshit and we're not going to handle it. That's what I love. That's what I love about the Republican Party. That's what I mm-hmm. love about libertarians and conservative and right minded people. Mm-hmm. We will call people out on their shit. And that's where the anger comes from. Yeah, there's a lot of hacky, like, AM talk radio dudes. They're just going to be angry, whatever, because they think that that's the answer. And that's why they're doing their shows from the middle of fucking nowhere USA. But I think ultimately it comes down to Americans know what is right and they know what is wrong. And when you elect somebody to do what is right and they go in there and do what is wrong, it pisses you off. I don't and, think, I don't think that, I don't think that anger drives the polls. I think that people being, people who are angry respond to the Rush Limbaugh's of the world. And they're like, okay, thank goodness this guy is bringing this to attention. I'm not a big Rush Limbaugh fan. I, I haven't, I haven't heard that dude's show in, I swear to God, 15 years. And the only time I heard it before that is because a buddy of mine was trying to indoctrinate me into the Rush Limbaugh army <laughs> But whatever. I mean, I I think people have it totally ass-backwards. I think that pop culture drives politics, but Mm -hmm. I think people drive talk radio.
2: I mean, you know, the Tea Party formed is taxed enough already because of exactly what you were talking about. Okay, you guys are in, and now— you thinking you gotta behave like this to get more people to like you? No, if you behave more like this, more people would do better, and more people would like you anyway. Absolutely, That's what Ronald Reagan did. So, I mean, yes, that grassroots level stuff. I think I think is very personal and and very um, community based, right? so, so here's the get- deal.
1: I think we're both saying the same thing mm-hmm. here. When you get elected into public office, just tell the truth.
2: Oh, just I totally agree.
1: Tell the f-ing truth; it's not that hard. And with that in mind, we are going to uh, segue into Michaeltopia because I just came up with one. <laughs> 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 now, here's the way Michaeltopia works: the real world is crazy, doesn't make a lot of sense. But in Michaeltopia, we have our own sets of, uh, set of rules that we live by, and everything is wonderful. So here with this week's new rules for Michaeltopia. Uh, we have Stacy and Andrew. Andrew, hit me with a michael
0: In michael you're not allowed to have your wedding band play Rihanna. It's not going to go well for you. Your person is not going to sound like Rihanna. It's not going to work. Don't do it.
1: <laughs> Are we talking about one song in particular? It, you, you know... What, here's what... Now wait, before you answer... What was the horrible cover that you just heard? Because I think I know how this one, you were, you're in Chicago for a wedding. Yes. You heard a horrible cover.
0: Yes. What was the song? We found love. And and it's, (laughs) it's a wonderful sentiment. You just got married. We found love in a holy place, but you're white and you don't sound like Rihanna and it's not going well for you. You can just leave that one off the list and sing some Beach Boys.
1: Now, you had me until the you're white part. I know some white folk with a lot of soul, so you can't just do that. That was horribly racist, and you owe an American apology.
0: I'm sorry, America. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry,
1: America. I'm
0: going to go sit in my corner. He
1: meant it. He meant it. And
0: I'm going to listen to a lot of Beach Boys.
1: There you go. Hey, uh, oh, my number one overlooked uh, Beach Boy song, Do It Again. Go on YouTube and listen to that song. That is a great song. You never hear it on the radio. It's fantastic. Okay, Stacy, the- hook me up with a Michael Topia.
2: In Michael Topia, the government is not allowed to pay $20 million for cheese no one wants to buy. What? Thank you. <laughs> Yes, this is a long and storied history. It goes back to the early 19th century when farmers make or grow too much stuff. The government buys it and it rots in warehouses.
1: So they got a leftover cheese?
2: They have $20 million in cheese, which the cheese lobby actually wanted $150 million for. Again, cheese nobody needs.
1: They got to get that cheese. They got to get it on a plane and they got to send it down to starving kids in Africa.
2: Venezuela, how about?
1: Yeah, let's send it to Venezuela. Yeah. Let's have the Freedom Army uh, get a plane and send a bunch of cheese to Venezuela, and they're going to save so much uh, money on toilet paper because they'll, they'll, they will all be backed up,
2: and they'll stop eating their dogs.
1: Oh, that! Why'd you make it sad? Why'd you make it sad? That's heartbreaking.
2: That was the that was the news from Venezuela this week.
1: Oh, it's horrible! It's mm. horrible. Um. Okay, in Michael Topia, you're not allowed to say that Chris Brown has barricaded himself in his house when he's just waiting for a warrant. That was awesome. I don't know if you guys followed the Chris Brown thing. It was great. All the cops showed up at his house. They're like, he's barricaded himself in. He's barricaded himself in. And then Chris Brown starts live doing a live stream on Facebook going, I'm not barricaded. I told him to come back with a warrant. Come on in. <laughs>
2: It That's was required. Awesome. It was awesome.
1: <laughs> it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. You got you got like all these SWAT dudes around his house and they got all the vans. It's like they're ready to invade a small country. And Chris Brown's broadcasting, he's like, come back with a warrant, you sons of bitches.
2: <laughs> it Although, was beautiful.
0: Can we not celebrate Chris Brown for actually then being arrested for assault on a woman? I I I feel like in Michaeltopia, assaulting women is is something we should avoid.
1: Did I say anything about assaulting women? No,
0: but I don't think we should celebrate Chris Brown.
1: Oh, we should totally celebrate Chris Brown when the freaking Gestapo's ready to break down his door and he's like, "You need a warrant." I will Absolutely. always celebrate that. Absolutely. Always prosecute him for what he
2: did. yes Please. yeah, don't get thank you. If, thank yeah, you. if the
1: dude, if yeah, hey, listen, if the dude committed a crime, you got to get him. But listen, I'm all, I just I'm don't want any warrants. jackbooted thugs breaking down my door without a warrant. <laughs>
2: Exactly. And okay. Michael Topia. Ooh,
1: Stacy's got another one. Stacy's got another one.
2: Colleges are not allowed, are not allowed to develop degrees in social justice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's we scary. Now a have degree in that?
2: University of Iowa has developed the first degree in safe spaces about microaggressions and a whole bunch of other stuff that is turning our children into wimps. Wow, yeah. microaggressions. I I mean, we do macroaggressions on this show, so...
1: In Michael-topia, we celebrate the rock group KISS. We celebrate yes. them for stopping their show to do an audience participation bid where they did the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> I never, love it! Never in my wildest dreams, when I was a little kid and my older brothers were listening to KISS... They were like the devil, right? Kiss was just like the most hardcore, what's Mm -hmm. up with these crazy dudes? And now they like, I think they were doing a show in like Rhode Island or something. And halfway through the show, they made some ginormous donation to Wounded Warriors. And they've been quietly raising money for this charity uh, for for the entire tour. And God bless Paul Stanley and those guys. They stopped the show and they all did the Pledge of Allegiance. It was badass.
2: Were they in full makeup?
1: Yes, they were. I
2: love that. I paid a bunch of money to see them do that. That's awesome.
1: It's on YouTube. And then and then sp- pay uh, special attention to Gene Simmons because they – of course they just can't say that they donate a lot of money. They have a couple girls come out and they hold a giant check. You know, the giant check says $150,000 and Gene Simmons who uh, – is drawn to money like a moth to the flame, <laughs> instantly comes over and starts hovering around the giant check.
2: <laughs> well, However, speaking,
1: they did something cool and they should be celebrated.
2: Speaking of the Pledge of Allegiance and KISS doing something really cool, um, in Michael Topia, professional sports organizations are not allowed to be political. I want to watch football. I just want to watch football. I don't care about your protest. Do that after the game. I just want to hear some helmets smacking together. That's it. Okay.
1: And in Michael Topia, I'm going to go out on a limb here. This this is kind of what the Chris Brown thing. In Michael Topia, uh, when you're done making your point, you're allowed to stop. <laughs> like, I think Colin Kaepernick made his point he made his point. Now now what is he doing? Is he get does he continue to kneel or not stand until every jail has been emptied or until I mean like what is the end game? You got people talking and I think that's wonderful. That's great. He used his first amendment rights and he made some little demonstration and he got people talking. Uh now play football, young
0: man. <laughs> but r- right there, you're just articulating the frustration with the Black Lives Matter movement in general. Is that nobody knows what they really stand for? It's like, are are they trying to get equality in this country? Are they anti-Israel? What do they want? And once yeah, we they, know that yeah, what they want, they then we can talk know about what it. What they want. In
1: Michaeltopia, when you have a little social justice movement, you gotta have a leader. You gotta have somebody in charge. Remember Occupy Wall Street? Yes. And, like, there was a handful of people down there making some really good points. However, nobody ever gave them a microphone. And the, you, you need some kind of—every every nonviolent protest needs a, a, a Dr. King— everybody needs a Gandhi you need the person who's in charge and can answer and hold people accountable and make a flipping point. you got everybody talking now what do we do? <laughs> so stand up Kaepernick've you've, you've done your bit. you guys it was a great show we had a lot we got we covered a lot. yeah we did but here's what we learned I'm I, I like kiss I I am in I'm evidently in the basket of deplorables by choice. I want to be in that basket. Uh, Donald Trump has a character called the Flustered Guy, and hopefully he does him at the State of the Union. That would be awesome.
0: <laughs> let, let, let's start with the debates. Let, let's hope we get it at the debates first, and then once we get to the State of the Union, we can talk then.
1: And I, and I tell you what, the, and this is no lie, I, 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 I'm saying a little prayer for Hillary Clinton. I think something yeah. I think something something's is really wrong. not right. And, and I know that you've got to kind of keep this stuff under wraps, but I, I really— I hope she can continue. I, I, I hope she can continue. It's like I said on the TV show about Jimmy Carter. Not a big Jimmy Carter fan. However, when I found out that dude had cancer, uh, I, I, I'm i rooting for him. I, I want everybody to have a, a nice life. And let's agree to disagree and we can have debates about this stuff. And, uh, and God bless the Israelis that saved Jimmy Carter's life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Jimmy Carter went over to Israel and got the cure for that junk. So, hey. We had a great show. Go to theloftistparty.com. We got big news coming on that. We got big news coming on The flip side, the TV show. A bunch of things are happening. I can't wait to fill you guys in on about all, all that stuff. We're getting lots of great feedback about the radio show on the Internet. So make sure you jump onto Twitter, Flipside Loftus. Flipside Loftus on Twitter. That's the official uh, Twitter handle for the show. We got other people with other stuff going on. Andrew, you have a, a radio show that you do. Tell the folks about
0: that. Yes. Uh, Every week, come join us over at SoFreshSoPrince.com, where my buddy Lorenzo and I were rewatching every episode of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air week by week, and we're talking about how the comedy holds up. Uh, This week, if you tune in, you're going to hear us talking about what we consider to be the first true appearance of the Carlton. When if you're a 90s baby like me, you remember that moment. Oh, yeah. Michael, do you remember that moment?
1: I remember being delighted at the Carlton. It was one of the funniest things I had ever seen. It was fantastic.
0: Stacy. what about you?
2: I uh, put my first article up at the Daily Surge last week. So that's where I am all business um, and industry, along with economics and education. So really boring stuff, unless you're a boring wonk like me.
1: Is the Daily Surge as cool as the Loftus party, Stacey?
2: Daily Surge is news and and information where over at the Loftus Party, we are looking to have a lot more fun. I love it. I will be writing at the Loftus Party as well, but it won't be all business. Ooh. Ooh. All
1: right. Here's my one disappointment with this podcast. We didn't spend enough time on Star Trek, okay? So next week, a little bit more Star Trek, a little bit more Daredevil. I got. I got to start talking about uh, the comic book lover in me. So we might have some guests coming on. We might have somebody from the DC universe joining us. I don't know. Don't hold me to that. But it could happen.
0: Is it going to be Batman? Is it going to be Batman?
1: I tell you what. I, I would. I would love it. I would love it if we could get Ben Affleck on this show and and talk Batman. Because I would school that young man. I would school that young man. He's a great Batman. He deserves better. He deserves better than what they're giving him. All right. That is our show. Thank you so much. Uh, From the basket of deplorable, (laughs) I will see you guys next week.